So welcome to Grace. For those of you that are visiting or um, attending today here in person, welcome. And for those of you online, I just want to say, hey, we're glad you've taken time to actually invest in your spiritual life. And so um, I am here to give you a unique message today. And so if you're visiting, just know this isn't a normal message. This will be a unique message. Uh, Once a year, we like to pause. And in the pause that we have, we like to look back on 2020 or the previous year, and we like to ask the question, what did we see God do? And then as we ask that question, how do we thank God for the things that God did? And then when we see those things, we see the trajectory of what has happened and where we are and where we believe God's leading, what is God asking us for this year? And so, of course, that's always a guess, but we're trying to go on God's leading. And so it's a unique message, and I'm going to let you know it's a fun message. If you've got notes, you can pull them out. Um, there's also a church app. If you download the church app, you can have the fill-ins there and also a place to use your own specific notes. So COVID, of course, and you can even hear it in Jamie's prayer, has kind of left the year a little weird, right? Would you agree? It's been a weird year, a bit of an unusual year. In fact, as I was thinking about this year, I was trying to think of a picture that might help us understand the year. And a lot of you know, I like to hunt deer. And recently we were checking the cameras on uh, my deer stand and we found this picture. And I think this picture is a great picture to let us know what we felt like in 2020. That you were like a deer in the headlights. It's like, what the heck is going on? And this deer was kind of like sniffing away going, what's that? You know, what's going on? Curious deer. Of course, as a hunter, you're hoping they're still curious and come back close to the stand later, right? Amen? And those of you that aren't hunters, you're like, oh, cute, poor thing. Don't shoot that. Yep. I see food. You see cute. That's the difference in the vantage point, right? So the other thing I found as I was thinking about this year, it was quite an unusual year, as in talking to religious leaders, church leaders, and different people, there was a sense at the beginning of COVID that there was going to be a spiritual revival in the church, that what was going to actually happen was that all of this online content, especially for those of you watching online, is going to have the ability to reach more people than have ever been reached before. And that was a spiritual sense among most of the leaders that I talked to and met. But what we actually experienced was that wasn't true. What we experienced was those that were already interested in the church, curious about the church, invest in the church, invest in their spiritual lives, you pressed in closer and you began to work on your faith heavier. Those that were marginal and weren't as connected quickly disconnected and have struggled heavily. And those that have not connected have still not connected to God's church. That's what we actually actually happened. But we didn't have that going in. It didn't happen. But here's the good news. And this is what I've been praying over to help you with 2020. We still believe the same things, right? We still believe the same things, not only as a church, but as this specific church. And if you're new to this church, this is what we believe. We believe that Christ-like humility from Philippians 2, when applied to the great commandment, which is loving your neighbor, right, as yourself and loving God, And the Great Commission, which is to go into all this world, teaching everything that Jesus taught us to do, that forms a great church. Doesn't matter how the church gathers, doesn't matter what the denomination of the church is, doesn't matter what the makeup of the church is. When you have these three elements in any gathering around who Jesus is, you've got a great church. We still believe that. And there's still who we are has never changed. And who we are comes from one verse that comes out of the original church. So in the book of Acts, we get this picture of what the first church looked like. And this is what the first church looked like. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers there were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possession to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is a picture of the very first church. And what we did when we pulled out of that is we said, we want to be like that. So who Grace is, is really, it looks like this. Grace is a gathering of families who are growing to be like Jesus, giving their lives away by going into the world to share his love. You don't have to memorize that. That's not like a requirement here. That's just weird when people tell you to memorize their statement, okay? But here's what you're going to hear a lot at this church. We gather, we grow, we give, and we go. And the wheels on the bus go round and round. That's all we do. These are the four things that we feel like God has said. This is unique to your gathering, to your church. And when I look back in hindsight of 2020, which initially was kind of depressing, and I started to look at it through the lens of these four values, I found all kinds of things that we need to celebrate that God did. So let me go through a few of those. So when we look at our gatherings, and we're also going to look at foresight, when we look at our gatherings, that initially is talking about different types of gatherings. So here's some of the gatherings of our church. We have growth groups. We have ministry groups. We've got mission groups, right, Mike? He's already throwing his hands in the air. There he is, yep. And, and we've also got our Sunday gathering. Usually we look at the Sunday gathering first. So let's look at the Sunday gathering. One of the things I'm so appreciative of still to this day is Gwyneth, our, our lead worshiper, our worship leader. She does an amazing job, doesn't she? She's watching online, so you can give her a shout out, right? She's awesome. And she has the heart of Jesus. There's no doubt about it. When she leads us and talks through the teams and trying to help them understand what it means to lead others into a moment of worship with Jesus. So that was something that still blessed me. We brought Dan on as Gwyneth got, you know, more pregnant, okay? Don't pick on him because he's a Patriots fan, okay? That's a different issue. He's a Boston fan in general, but he came from there, so it's okay. Like, he didn't jump on the bandwagon. Dan was talking to a guy recently and said, yeah, I didn't jump on the bandwagon. I was a Patriots fan when they were bad, right? But, but Dan came on as an executive pastor of this church. If you don't know Dan, Dan came to us already ordained within our Southern Baptist process, and he was just exploring what could he do next to glorify and expand God's kingdom. And as Gwyneth went through that second pregnancy, and those of you who had two kids, you know that's a big change, right, Adrian, back there? Big change. As that happens, Dan stepped into an executive role with worship to give greater leadership, not only to the onstage teams through her, but also to our audiovisual ministry, which doubled, we'll talk about, this year because of COVID. So we're so grateful for God bringing us Dan and his family and what they bring to this church. That's a huge win. Danny Guzman was brought on staff last year. Students, shout out, right? I, I didn't pick a goofy picture of Danny. There's a lot of them to put. I picked like this one. This was like David did this picture for us. This is the headshot. Most of you admit Danny knows that that hair is going to change four or five times this year. That's what we love about our brother, right? He's in the back right now running the online uh, uh, gathering. But I love Danny. And with Danny, what we found was a man, not only after God's heart, but a man committed to recovery and people experiencing the recovery that God wants for them. And a man who loves students and wants to see students engaged in a part of the church. That's a big reason to be thankful. And then as Dan came into that role, he's like, man, we've got Gwyneth, who's awesome, right? She's over this part of the performing arts, but we need somebody that can take the lead over audiovisual. And then we got Brian, right? So Brian was able to come into that role of leadership. And when I felt back, I'm like, wow, look what God has done in putting certain leaders in the right position at the right time, bringing them to the church And that is something to thank God for. 
because not every church gets to see that. The first series we did of the year that was a big series was the series on habits, if you remember that. We still got the big H around here somewhere, and we did habits, and we talked about the habits that help us to grow. And that was a great season. That's the series we were in when COVID hit. In fact, we were at a place where we were looking at two services. Do you all remember that, thinking back that far? We were going to have to go to two services to fit everyone because of what God was doing in our midst at that moment, especially with those that were gathering on a Sunday. Graceville was growing. If you guys know Graceville, it was a children's ministry. There's a few pictures. And I, I hear all the time from the leaders of Graceville, because I know quite a few of you, that you miss being with children. My wife was one of the ones that would tell me, you can scroll through this slowly if you want, Adrian. My wife would all the time tell me, she says, your messages are good, but not as good as hanging out with the kids. And she's right. When she got to invest in the lives of kids and pour her life into them and see what God was doing, it's something that fills your heart and reminds you that that's now with COVID, we had to think differently. We had to think differently. And one of the things that I'm going to start moving, I love, love that picture, right? <laughs> Louise is so cute. One of the things we had to start thinking differently was we couldn't gather the same way in 2020. That began to change. It began to be shaped differently. And it certainly affected Graceville as one of the areas heavily. And one of the things I, I see as a win is as Danny began to work more intimately with Wendy, our children's director, they began to discover something that's really important for us to see as a church as a whole. Because they were putting out one of the most expensive and well-thought-of curriculums in children's ministry in the world. It's called Orange. It's the most respected children's curriculum among any church leader. You talk to them, they'll say, this is the best material you can get for kids. It's awesome. And guess what we found? It wasn't working. Lowest attendance we've ever seen of people that were online, because a lot of you had to attend online and get that material, right? And then share that with your kids. And it wasn't working. But the moment we began to utilize, and Danny was the guy that really spearheaded this, began to utilize the actual leaders that were already in Graceville that wanted to share with kids, our viewership went up five times among the families. Now, that's not the important number because the number's not really that important. What we learned was content is not king. Keep that in mind. Content and quality are not king in this season relationships are. And when students and parents and families began to see the people that they most addressed and knew and loved and missed, they tuned in. That's important because that's going to begin to shape everything about how we do ministry, I think, going forward in 2021. When COVID hit, again, we were looking at two services. The church was busting at the seams, but you're going to see it changed pretty fast. And the other thing I love about our leadership teams, here's a win, is they adjusted quickly. And our AVL team, you guys are amazing. You begin to adjust in every way. And we're going to show pictures of this later. But you built an entire broadcast room and built an AVL room so that people could watch them online. The men's retreat was canceled because we were concerned about, you know, the potential spread at that point. But the women's retreat, you go, Heather, had the courage to press forward and adjust what you did. So the women could gather, and women were still able to gather. They gathered in a smaller number, but relationships were king. And the relationships that were formed before and during and after trump, again, content. There's another lesson. So not only did the children's ministry teach us that, but the women's ministry taught us that. Relationships are paramount, and they will trump content. And that's something that just keeps coming back to me over and over again. 
we started, um, so to give you kind of a timeline if you've forgotten it, in March 15th, we stopped gathering in person when COVID hit. We didn't gather in person again until June the 15th. Were you aware of that? We were scrambling, doing crazy services and doing different things to try to keep people connected. And what I can tell you is we dropped in all of our attendance to about half of what it was. How we measured that was kind of a unique thing, right? We measured not only people that came in person, but we also measured unique viewers that were actually watching the content online. A lot of people like to look at views because views are a lot of numbers, but we learned that looking at a unique viewer is more indicative of actually who's watching. And what that began to show us, again, was the marginal disconnected. The disconnected were completely absent, and those that were committed were present. This is important because you're going to see how this fits into the church, where the church is going. Some of the things we did was we did a series called Triggered, if you remember that. And in Triggered, we talked about why is it we're so easily triggered as a culture anymore, right? And I even had someone told me, I don't want to attend the church in this season because I'm already triggered and don't want to be triggered, which is part of the problem. We didn't know how to actually adjust to one another. And it was beautiful to watch people learn how to do that again. We had 11 people last year that went through Gathering with Grace, which is offered today, and that's how to actually understand to be a part of the gathering of the church. In 2021, here's what we believe God's about to do. We're going to do a series in a few weeks starting called Essential, Essential, because you've had this crammed down your throat, right, for a year. You've been told this is essential, this is essential, and this is not essential, right? And so we're going to move forward by saying, you know what, your spiritual life and being a part of the actual local gathering is one of the most essential things you will do with your life. And our culture has not made it essential, but it truly is. We're going to go through a series to help equip you with that. In the summer, we're going to walk through the book of Revelation when we go through the summer. And one of the reasons we're doing that, I'm just going to tell you up front, is because Brother Jack, who used to sit right there, who passed away last year, said, never heard a pastor have the guts to preach that from the pulpit. Well, challenge accepted, Jack, in heaven, okay? We're going to preach through the book of Revelation, not only to honor his memory, but also because I think a lot of you have a lot of curious questions about the end times and what the book of Revelation might share about that. So we're going to walk through that. Another big change that's coming in 2021, and when we're working with Danny, our youth director and director of recovery, those of you students who are in the, in the gathering today, Danny said it's time to bring students into the adult gathering. It's time to allow more opportunities to not have them segregated for their own hangout but to begin to allow greater integrations with adults, to invest in students, but also to bring the unique perspective of students into the gathering. One of the things you forget, students, is that you have an incredible impact on the gathering of the church. Sometimes people will tell you, one day you'll be the future of the church. Here's the reality. You are the church now, and we need your perspective and your unique giftings and the way that you bring a unique component to this gathering as much as you need some of the adult leaders in here to step up and invest in your life. And the only way that we could see doing that well going forward was to begin to integrate them more into our actual gathering on Sunday morning. Because one of the things, as a student pastor for five years, I don't want to see, and I know that Danny doesn't want to see, is we don't want to see students graduate from their faith. And we know that when they have relationships with adult leaders and they have a groups that they're connected to, they stick, and we need to see that. We also need your creativity and how you bring relevancy to the church. Now, this is important not just for students but for you as adults because that means the adult services will probably change 
as the students have greater leadership and impact on who we are. Amen? Some of you that terrifies, some of you that excites. That's the beauty of change, right? So that's going to happen. The manager retreat is still scheduled for May, and we're going to talk more about that. We're looking at that to see if it's something that we can do and do well. And we know that family ministry, a lot of you have asked questions about family ministry and children's ministry. We know right now we're trying to figure out how to move forward in a COVID environment. And so we're looking at adaptive ways that we can do that and do it well. So you can pray for us big time on that one because we need it. So one of the other things that we saw that was critical to last year was hang time. And hang time is one of the things that's important about this church. I was just talking to a young woman before the start of the service. Won't call her out. But she said, started doing my hang time consistently, and I realized that it has changed everything about my life. We believe when you get a part of the gathering of grace, then one of the foundational pieces is this hang time. You'll hear about it all the time. Hang time is a quiet time. It's where you read God's word, you learn how to pray, and you learn how to hang out with God. I think this is the most important thing that you will do. It's not attending church. It's actually doing this every day. This is the most important thing that will build into your life. And one of the things we'll be sharing with you is our reading plan. We'll share that online right now. We'll share that um, also to you on Facebook. And I'll try to email that out to those of you that have your email. But we do a version hangout. And one of the things I love about the version hangout is when we do the devotion together, right now we're doing one called 21 Days of Prayer on how to pray for people that don't yet have a relationship with God. In that devotion, one of the things I love is when I look at it afterward, everyone that's participating together, I get to see your comments. And I got to tell you, in this season of being isolated more, separated more, when we read one another's comments, we feel closer. We feel more connected. We sense the heart of one another. There's some of you, I can't wait to see your comments. In fact, I look for them because you have such great insight, and I see you growing spiritually. So if I'm not your friend on version, friend me, because I will share that with you. But I've already shared that link to Facebook if you want to do that, and we'll be starting that devotion today together as a church. The other thing that's critical about being a part of this gathering is accountable relationships. So not only a hang time with God, but you begin to build accountable relationships with other people. That's gotten harder when we don't gather as much, right? It's hard. In fact, I'll give you the number. Dan said, you got to share that number. This one's not a good number, but it's a number that tells you where we are. We were down to about 83 was our average attendance in the fourth quarter, when you count here and online. So the church's attendance as a whole, and it's not just us, it's every church I've talked to, is lower than it's ever been. The reason why, I'm going to tell you the reason why, and it's not, not good, but it's necessary to tell you is we as a culture have gotten to the place that the reason we attend church is what we get, not what we give. That's the bottom line. What does the church have to offer to me? What program? What strategy? What charity? That's why we attend. But if you read Jesus carefully, what you see about his movement is his movement was about gathering people together as an army to go and take ground from Satan. And it's a very different perspective. And I think that's why we're seeing this as the church as a whole in America. And you're going to see why God's going to move us to a different place in 2021 and why he's exposed this in 2020. One of the most difficult areas for us, Barbara, right, is fellowship right now. So if you guys don't know Barbara, meet her after the service. She's awesome. And Barbara, before COVID, would have parties. Remember those things called parties? And people would get together. And one of the things that we would do, intentional in the party, was try to help you build relationships with people so then you could build groups with them. 
Because relationships are king, and they're paramount. We did get a few in last year, but it was harder with COVID. We got pastor appreciation in. That was good. If we're going to get one in, I'd like that one, right? That one's a good one to get in, and it was good. We also were able to do through the children's ministry a family party for the Sims. There's an outgoing and an incoming party for the O'Leers, right? So those kind of things are absolutely necessary for the gathering of the church, but they've been harder. And we actually had intended to do a new member's luncheon once a quarter, but we weren't able to, again, with COVID. And the purpose of that was to give new people connected to the church the opportunity to build new relationships with other people so that you could then begin to gather. And that's important to who we are and what we're doing. So we're still trying to figure out what that looks like in a COVID environment, but it's important to build accountable relationships. The second thing we talked about was growing, right? We gather, we grow, we give, we go. When we start to grow, we believe that growth is connected specifically to Bible study. So we believe you'll grow more as a believer than any other place when you begin to understand how to study the Bible. The primary place, not the only place, but the primary place that happens for us as a church is in something called growth groups. When we launched growth groups in 2018, it took us a little while to get there, we had 121 people, and it was about 77% participating in groups. And as we began to track those things, we learned that we had a lot of groups. At one point, we, were, we had a, a ton of groups. We were actually up to about 18 groups. But again, people have had a hard time connecting in this season. Some for fear of contracting COVID, right? Some of you just can't do that with the health risks that you're in. But some just because it's difficult. And so we still have about 13 groups that are meeting. I want to let you know there's still 13 groups that are meeting. And they meet in all kinds of different ways. I want to brag on a few of them. And I just think it's cool. The WOG, I like calling them the WOG, the Women of Grace, right? You guys, they started meeting again in the front room. They're like, okay, whether it's COVID or not, we just got to start meeting again. We got to have the relationships and the connection and the fellowship. And they started to meet again. One of my favorite ones is the longest standing Sunday school class this church, the gathering class. Okay, the oldest class in this church meets via Zoom every Sunday, like clockwork. Now, let me tell you, if John Fredericks can figure out how to lead a Zoom meeting, you can too. Okay, this is the reality. Anybody can do this if you really want to. And what I learned by watching their class, the oldest class in the church, is that if you really want to get together and you really want to study the Bible, and you really want to go deeper in your faith, you'll figure out a way to do so. Some of our groups still meet in person. They're okay with that. It's a personal decision for them. But when I look at these groups and I look at what's happening, I know it's possible, and they did it. So let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to launch one of those groups, to lead an online group? Because we need those kinds of groups right now, because a lot of people aren't ready to start meeting in person, but they will meet online. Tony launched a Wednesday night Bible study. All kinds of different ways to do this, but we need that. And let me show you this. This is something that's on our website. People will know it's there. You can actually go to our website and find a group. And uh, when you get there, this is kind of important. You have to actually click the area that says type of group because there's lots of groups, ministry groups, mission groups. You got to click, you know, the actual growth groups. When you click one, it'll show you when they meet, where they meet, do they have child care? Do they not have child care? All of those features are already listed right on the website, but you got to make sure you click the type group and click growth group. And that'll be there. It's just a part of our system. And so when you do that, you can find a group. And if you can't find a group, we would love to help you launch a group. Another group that launched in this season, which I thought was so cool, was uh, we started to see CR, Celebrate Recovery, begin to launch step groups. And it was helping people to work through those steps. And they, uh, one of the things that was um, incredibly creative in 2020 was they actually did online recovery. How cool is that? An online recovery program. Danny launched that. 
And then we saw that begin to impact the lives of people, again, because they were finding out new ways to gather. Gathering with Grace, which is our class on how to actually know who the church is and what the church is supposed to be, actually began to have a really good time. We looked at different ways to connect with people. And uh, we'll be having that class today, in case you're curious, at 1.30. That tells you what the heart of the church is. And when you look at this heart, heart of this church, you're getting part of that today, but you'll get it more specifically when you begin to understand what that looks like in the context of this local gathering. We had, I believe, I'm trying to remember, I put the numbers in here somewhere. I think we had about 11 people that came to that class last year. And it was cool to see that. Most of that happened before COVID shut us down. Growing in grace or growing with grace, 21 people last year went through that class. And what that class does is it teaches you how to read the Bible. How many times have you been told when you go to church, read the Bible? How many times have you ever had a church actually equip you to read the Bible? And we realized that we hadn't done it either. And so last year we had written that class specifically to help people connect with Scripture, understand Scripture, and utilize Scripture. And 21 people went through that and they said that's the best class they've ever been a part of because they felt like now they could approach the Bible with some level of confidence. And so that's something we'll be offering again. Now in 2021, as we've prayed through this, We've prayed through putting these classes online for you to make them more accessible to people. So, that's, so it's not something you just have to show up on Sunday to get, but it's now available to you more on demand. And so we're working at that. Let me give you some things we're doing. So Growing With Grace, eventually we're going to offer starting February the 7th online for you so that you can get a hold of it and take it. Even more easy. Gathering with Grace, we're looking at because it's very much interactive, a way of doing that through Zoom, but we're going to start in uh, March, we'll start offering that online for you. We're writing Giving with Grace, which is a, you'll see in a minute, is about stewardship and actually measuring your life in the way that Jesus would measure it, and we'll start that in May. And then we're going to start to teach you how to share your faith personally starting in October this year. Those classes will all be done and available not only in person, but online for those that aren't comfortable yet coming. So the other thing we do is we give, right? And giving in this church has to do with two things. We'll look at both of those, inspired service and treasuring the kingdom. Every single one of us need to be inspired in how that we serve. And when I look at that, one of the most inspiring areas for me, again, last year was the formation of that room, right, that AVL room. So check out these pictures. If you've never been up there, it's up there behind you guys and gals in the balcony. Right behind you is a room like this. And it's a complete broadcast room. And what that does, so if you're intending in person, you don't realize this, is we've tried not to be intrusive into this environment for those attending here, but we've also tried the best we can to make it possible that people attending online are getting the very best experience that they can. And that was built by the, our audiovisual team completely in partnership with Mid-South Audio. And there's a lot of leaders I could mention that were part of that, but as you see those leaders, thank them for what they did to give you church online because it's what they did that actually changed the way we could do church. The second thing is treasuring the kingdom. That's the other thing I was thinking about last year. And this is an area, again, that we've got a lot to thank God for. When you all treasure the kingdom, which is time, talent, and treasure, i got to tell you, this church, of all the churches that I've served with, is one of the most generous churches I've ever been a part of. When I got here, you would give annually. And when I say you give, that means not just to the general fund, but to special projects and different things throughout the year. This church was giving about $212,000 a year to advance God's kingdom. Did you know this past year, in 2020, one of the hardest years the church has ever had, you as a church gave more than you've ever given. Ever. Ever. 
In fact, you gave almost as much as 20000 more than you did the previous year. Last year, you guys gave a little over $340,000 to advance the kingdom of God. Isn't that incredible as a church? Since we started this journey together in 2015, this church has given just short of $1.3 million to advance the kingdom of God. That's unbelievable. And that has to do with the generosity of you, the church. And when I look at that, you certainly treasure God's kingdom, not just with your treasure, but with your time. Many of you serve in so many ways, I can't even list all the ways you serve. And you begin to understand your talents. And that's one of the things that excites me about bringing the students into our structure is so that you can actually begin to understand your gifting, your talents. Because when you serve the kingdom of God, you're never more fulfilled. And the last thing we do is we go, right? Oh, I skip pictures. Don't let me do that. Did I skip some pictures, Adrian? I did. Inspired service. Oh, cool. So this is a ramp that was built. Adrian will keep me on task, right, Adrian? It was built for um, Matt and Sharon Esterson. There's Matt. And uh, Matt was at a place that he needed to have that built. And when I look at um, what our team did, that, that was actually in conjunction with our deacons and in conjunction with our students. And when I look at what they did, I'm absolutely blown away and impressed with that. The other thing I want to uh, share with you is our deacons ministry, which if you don't understand how that works, the first Sunday of every month, we take um, 5% of everything that's given, and we give it directly to our deacons to administer to anyone who has need. And one of the things that happened last year is our deacons gave out about $6,500 to families that were in need that were identified locally right here. So those are just some of the things that I, I, I was able to pull out and see and understand that God is doing, and it's incredible when you begin to think of it. And last thing, of course, is sharing your faith. We want to equip you to share your faith. One of the things that happened last year when I was thinking about the going of missionally sharing who Jesus is is I had to think about the win of getting Tony Skurzik as one of our pastors and seeing him walk through that. Look at this picture. Tony was the first guinea pig on March 15th to share the message. Remember that? And we came in as an AV team. We like pulled the whole room apart. We tried to figure out how do we actually begin to use technology to make sure that God's word and God's message continues to go out to people. And Tony got to be the first guinea pig on that. But more than being the guinea pig, Tony began to move forward and helping us to understand what it means to have code purple. And every evening here, ladies' lives are saved because this church opens it up for those that don't have a place to stay. I'm going to tell you a fast story about Tony, about that heart. We were walking out of here, and we had six people that were staying that evening. I had helped do some check-in with Tony and his wife that night. And Tony looks at me, and he says, Pastor, six people's lives were saved tonight because of us opening up the church. And that's the kind of heart you have to have when you begin to talk about going and being inspired to serve. And Tony's got that. We need more of that kind of heart in our church. The other thing is we saw um, nine baptisms last year. Isn't that hard to believe? In a church, in a year that was downturn, this one was in a pond, actually. I had to travel for that one. You all remember that one, right? So some of them were at the church. Most of these were outside the church walls. These were at a student party. Some of you remember that, huh? And these happened because, again, the good news is being shared. Now, here's the thing i got to tell you about baptisms last year. Um, seven of the nine baptisms were students. Seven of the nine baptisms were students. And so that goes to show you God's moving in that area, and he wants us to have greater integration with our students, not less but more. And so I was really proud to see those happen. And uh, most, if you don't know the statistics, most churches before COVID baptize less than one person a year. 
So on a down year to have nine baptisms is pretty incredible. In fact, when I look at that, it, it warms my heart and makes me want to be just thankful for what God did. We also did something many of you don't know about. We hosted Global Leadership Summit right here. And Global Leadership Summit is a national leadership program. It actually is accredited. And we were the first church on the entire peninsula to offer that and to host that. And they've asked us to host again this year in this creative time. And I can tell you, if you've never gone to a GLS, we're going to do it again this year. And it's in August in 2021. And it's one of the things that will help to shape your faith more than anything. We also had a lot of local missions that were happening. We weren't able to do as much nationally because of COVID, but we had a lot of local things happen. Our school partnership was um, increased, and with West Seaford, we were able to provide Thanksgiving for the teachers in a way that was unique and warm them. We also were able to provide trees during Christmas. Remember that? This is one of the families finally sent us back a picture. So if you didn't know about this, some of this is what some of your giving did missionally. Uh, families that did not have a Christmas tree for Christmas got a fully decorated Christmas tree through our partnership with the school. The school identified the families, and you as a church donated the trees. And Mike delivered them, right, Mike? And these got to families that needed it. And it was awesome. We also had trunk or treat. Now, these pictures are funny. All right, Adrian's already picked on me. This is our security camera, okay? In case you were wondering, we do have cameras, okay? And um, I was in the middle of COVID quarantine during one of my favorite events, which is trunk or treat. And so I said, Danny, you got to make trunk or treat still happen. And so I'm in my deer stand because I could still hunt. You can do that in um, isolation. And on my phone, I'm taking pictures because I was just so excited to see that families still wanted to get out to a safe place for trunk or treat. And this is, again, something that still happened, and the family was able to be impacted. You can scroll through a couple of those. They're fun. I love this. Is that the last one, or did I miss it? He's already had of me. He's like, I already done it, man. Okay. Adrian, it's okay. Humor me, man. Just stick with me. So the other thing that happened locally was um, we were able to do lunch for the first responders right here at the fire department. And when I think about those things, again, my heart is warmed, and I'm excited to see how God will move us forward with going and sharing the good news. Now, here's the big heart of what's coming next year. This is what I want to share with you. Grace will be moving intentionally from macro to micro in 2021. From macro to micro, which is fancy words for big to small. I want to explain this for a second, and then I want to pray over it with you before I tell you what your role would be in that. Far too long in the American church, what we have done is we said, make it bigger and make it better. You've been a part of that? I've been a part of that movement as well. Make it bigger, make it better, and if you build it, they will come. Content is no longer king. Relationships are. So what we would like to do is to equip you as a church body in 2021 to better go micro, that you would feel more comfortable inviting people into a smaller relationship, and that would be their initial representation or introduction to the church. Because a lot of people are not comfortable if you say, hey, come to church with me right now. They have so many questions about what that would even look like in the COVID world, right? But they might be more comfortable if you said, meet me online, or meet me at this place, or hang out with me while we watch it online, or would you like to hang out with me at our house? Some people are comfortable with that, depending on the relationship. And so we would like to equip you to go from macro to micro. And your role in that is to simply answer this one question in 2021 as we start. Answer this one question and you will know what to do. Who's your one? 
who's one person that you know, a sister, a brother, a father, a mother, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, a coworker, that when you think about them and their relationship with God, you realize their life is in trauma, it's a wreck, and they need God more than anybody else in and around you. And would you commit to pray for that person? And would you commit to intentionally begin to invite them to be a part of your spiritual life? This will look unique for every person. It won't be just inviting them to church anymore. It might mean that you commit to cutting their grass for a daggone year, right? It might mean making a meal and taking it over. It might mean inviting them to do something or going down the street and helping their mom who's, who is now not able to do certain things. As you look around you, you will find someone, I guarantee you, that will be your one. And what we're doing to help you in that process, one of the first things to equip you, we've been praying about this for a while, is we have something called Grace in a Box, these are invites to Grace in a Box. They're a menu. And in this menu, it tells you not only kind of what to expect when you actually attend online or through a process initially that's digital, but also we hand deliver a pizza box that is Grace in a Box to that family that you pick. It also can be contactless, contactless delivery. And in the box is how do you begin a relationship with Christ? How do you launch your own growth group? How do you begin to connect with a hang time with God and hear God's voice through reading God's word? There's all kinds of different tools inside the pizza box, and they're cute. They're all in little pizzas. When you flip them over, it tells you how, okay? But this is about equipping you to reach your neighbors. And so we're going to leave those there. And if you're online, you're like, well, how do I get one? I'm online. It's on the website. When you go to our website, gracefor.org, and you scroll down, the link is the, is the third one down. One is how to attend in person. How to attend online, the third link is how to actually fill out the form for Grace in a Box. And as we get these, we have committed to, again, take them to people and help them to begin a relationship with you. Now, the key with Grace in a Box is not that we just deliver it. The key is that you follow up, that you keep the relationship going. Content is not king. Relationships are. And so if that's one of the things that we're seeing. And we're starting to see these take traction. People want this to happen. They want to grow in their faith. And so when I ask you who's your one, did someone come to mind? And if they didn't, let me ask you a harder question. Do you really understand what it means to be a part of Jesus' kingdom? Because Jesus' kingdom, he said, was not about what you receive. What did he say? He said, I came not to be to get, right? Not for what I would get but to lay down my life on behalf of others. As a Christian, when you really begin to understand the kingdom, when you really begin to understand what it means to be a believer, it's about who you serve. And if you can't come up with one, you really need to stop and say, am I really a Christ follower? Or am I just someone who's put on the moniker of Christian? Because there's a lot of people in this world that they just put the title on, but they don't really live it out. And if you have that one, I want you to not only commit to pray for them, but I'm going to ask you to do something so we can help with that. Put them on your Connect card today. Put the name. Don't put the full name. You don't have to give me their address or anything weird like that. That's goofy, okay? But put their first name. I want to pray with you for that person. Because I guarantee you that this year will be the year that they at least get to hear the good news of who Jesus is and have an opportunity to respond based on the power of the Holy Spirit 
and your love for that person. It will happen. But it takes you committing to pray for them this year and build the relationship. So let me pray for you for that, and then we'll talk about a few things as we close. Father in heaven, thank you for the chance for the church to reevaluate where we are. Thanks for waking us up last year to realize we couldn't focus on just big events and inviting people to the big event. That we have to first focus on building a real relationship and loving people the way that you love people. That as we love people that way, natural spiritual conversations happen. And as we begin to share the good news of who you are, they become really an integral part of your kingdom and your church. God, help us this day to know our one, to know the one person that we want to build a relationship with because you love them and you want us to be your hands and feet on this earth. Father, begin to soften their heart now for that relationship. We look forward to hearing the fruit of different people that will come to faith because of the faithful gathered here at Grace, both online and in person, that just want to love people the way that you do. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.